Away we go. Away we go. <laughs> Welcome to I Gluttony, everyone. I'm Becca. And I'm Gretchen. And this is our very first episode. Woo! <laughs> we hope you'll join us for our food and cannabis and cocktail and other food, re- <laughs> cannabis and cocktail related adventures <laughs> that we may have along the way. And then one more cannabis food cocktail <laughs> adventures. <laughs> time, even it up. <laughs> then, and then also cannabis cocktail. <laughs> Maybe some wine. Maybe wine every once in a while. Yeah. Lots of fun things that we're interested in. Yeah. We're we're interested in them. We want to talk about them. We want to talk about them with other people. But but to to start with, so that I'm a little socially lubricated and maybe not (laughs) as stiff, I'm gonna do a mad Gretchenist experiment, as we've decided to call it, in creating a cocktail that I have never created before. So we'll see how good I do, right? That's exactly right. And not just any cocktail, because one of the reasons we call Gretchen's project, Mad Gretchenist Experiment, is because she often has in lots of infused things floating around of different varieties filled with cannabis. <laughs> this is going to be a mostly um, handcrafted cocktail today. Um, because I'm, I'm using a little bit of my ginger beer, homemade ginger beer. Nice. Um, these are things I think will go well together. So we're just kind of putting, putting them together. Cause I was like, <laughs> I'm a cocktail with more alcohol because it's been a fucked up kind of week and I am ready to get my drink on. That's right. Um, unfortunately I don't have anything with cannabis infused into it, but, um, we'll just homemade stop. ginger beer counts. Yeah. yeah. But homemade ginger beer so I've also got some peach ice cubes. Actually, I've got a peach ice, peach ice chunk. <laughs> going to be cool. This pro- I probably should shake this up, but I use my, my good shaker uh, for my coffee today. So, oh, well. Because really, I just use mason jars for everything. Yeah. <laughs> so then the, the alcohol I'm throwing in here is a peach cello. So I took all the skins off some peaches that I had and infused those into vodka. Smells pretty good. Smells like candy. Wait, just the skins? Yeah, just the skins. So you like peel the skins off and then put the skins in there. So it's like making limoncello where you just take the the zest, like the zest off. Uh huh. So I'm using the one I'm using in particular from when I did a big batch of peeling peaches. So I blanched them. So that actually, like, I think the color as far as that goes is actually a little bit nicer because it kept a little bit more of that sort of fresh color to it versus, I bet I have lime cubes somewhere in my freezer, but I'm just going to use up this lime. So it's homemade ginger beer, homemade peach cello. Yep. And homemade peach ice cubes and a splash of ginger. I'm sorry, splash of lemon. Not lime, excuse me. Lime, lime, yeah. Because I was at the store this morning and forgot to get lemons. Fuck. Oh well. Meanwhile, I have a bourbon and ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty complicated. Yay! All right, but I guess I better stir this. This seems like it might need a stir. Um, so 
It sounds delicious. It's, I hope it's going to be good. I've been doing a lot of fruit ice cubes and ginger beer, so y'all can look forward to uh, our ginger beer episode uh, coming up soonish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we figure out when. Right, because full disclosure, we've already recorded a couple of episodes and then finally figured out what our format might be, and so we're now recording our welcome episode. <laughs> Because sometimes you got to run some trials <laughs> to figure great. out what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Trial and error. <laughs> I love it. Well, cheers. Cheers to getting drunk. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, just relaxing for an hour or so. Just hanging out. Just, just chilling. Yeah. I guess. Is it time to... <laughs> Should we tell people why we wanted to do this? Where I where? guess so. Is it that time? Is it that time? Should we, is it origin time or? I don't know. Origin could be fun. We could just start way back. Just. Uh... Which apparently was back, back even further than I thought. Because a, a high gluttony originated and I believe we discovered it was 2015. So. Right. <laughs> a while ago. It's been a minute. It really originated as dinner parties, which someday I hope to resume, <laughs> co-sponsored by our friend, who is a person who likes to eat well. Not that we don't <laughs> own, but uh, he, he has better funding than we do. So <laughs> he gets to take it up a little bit of an extra level. I definitely encourage him because every time we get together, it seems like there's, uh, you know, we take it from one level to this whole yeah. level. That's another thing that we bring into the podcast is like how to, you know, think about your food in a little bit different way. Some small things that you can do at home will, you know, add another level of flavor to what you're doing or just take your culinary experiences to the next level. So we're going to call them your pantry power ups because yep. we also like video games. So we thought it would be fun to kind of gamify our podcast. Yeah. So there's just a little bit of that infused in, in a few spaces. The, pan, the pantry power-up, which can include things like truffle salt. Because have you had truffle salt popcorn? <laughs> Good. You really, really should. <laughs> yeah. To, you know, slightly more involved things like ginger beer, which is mostly for drinking. But also, like, I made some fruit ice cubes this week. And put a little bit of ginger beer in them. So just to make them a little bit more liquidy and just to see what would happen. Yeah, why not? <laughs> mad Gretchenistics. Yep, Mad Gretchenist experiments mm-hmm. are happening all the time. Exactly. So. Mostly these parties, though, were just a way for a group of friends to get together, to smoke a shit ton, to eat a shit ton of, like, really good food, really good cannabis really good conversation and that is where the mindset of high gluttony was founded because high gluttony is about relaxing cooking smoking and learning a few things along the way (laughs) exactly so we we do try like a fair variety of cuisines though we will own right up front we are two white ladies (laughs) (laughs) absolutely just trying to make food that sounds interesting to us. And let's face it, a lot of white food is real boring. 
<laughs> so we're all over the place. But we do hope that part of this is that you will send us recipes that we should try out that maybe have a story or a connection to your family or your past and just ways that we can learn more about cultures and people through food. Yes, because that's, that's how I like to learn about, I'll learn about uh, everything. I mean, one of my favorite, thing to do, favorite things to do in a, any country is go to the grocery store. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. What's in the store? <laughs> and what? As many times as possible. Yeah. So. As many times a day as possible. <laughs> Not a food shop? Is that a food shop? Can I go with a food shop? Uh, I love grocery shopping. I think that's <laughs> the few things in COVID world that I, I miss the most is just being able to go walk into a grocery store at any time. And meander. And meander and not feel like I have to run in and run out and miss it. I do, I do like grocery delivery. That is not bad either. <laughs> different type of experience. Different, different thing. <laughs> We, we also felt part of, part of this um, also was to, we want to, you know, contribute to the destigmatization of cannabis and cannabis culture. And as we've, we've decided, and I've seen a lot lately about people coming out of the cannabis closet, <laughs> that cultural appropriation yep. from um, LGBTQ community. Yeah, with that, I mean, that feels, it feels a little appropriate but I mean, other people have been using it, and I think it's a good term, so. Yeah, it's appropriate uh, for this, because <laughs> there are many people in my life who don't know that I spoke. Yes, yeah, um, I'm, I'm getting up there, I think uh, it might be, you know, it's not going to shock too many people, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a few people that look- <laughs> Surprise, but those are relatively new people in my life. So. And I don't generally hide it. It's just something mm-hmm. that if I gauge that maybe you're not so into, I don't uh, just assault you with my love of cannabis. <laughs> so that's part of this, I guess, is just normalizing it that, you know, you can enjoy it anytime you need it. You can enjoy it anytime you want it and you can be safe with it and you can be healthy with it and you can just smoke the fuck out of really good stuff and talk to your friends and make food together. <laughs> exactly. Keep learning more. We do like learning, yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, so far, this has been very educational. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's sort of a... Shockingly. Re- <laughs> Shockingly. I did actually go to culinary school, but I feel sadly that I have not um, really utilized my culinary career as much as I could have. But the, this is not entirely my fault, I will say, um, because I, I graduated from culinary school, and then within a couple months, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, so I had really bad knees, <laughs> like bad, and my hands had been a problem even before that, and they didn't realize what was going on, and it wasn't until um, my knees started to go, because it was first in my hands and wrists, so they just assumed it was carpal tunnel, but nobody thought to themselves, hey, it's kind of weird that a 17-year-old has carpal tunnel. So I can be a little mad about that, but... Absolutely. Um, so part of, part of my enthusiasm for cannabis is that um, I've found a couple different strains over the years that have really helped with pain relief and 
um, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, there's a pretty strong link to people having depression and anxiety along with that, which has been a fairly major component of my life. And, you know, to a point where I didn't realize how depressed I was until I started taking the right amount of antidepressants. Uh, also, if you're offended by cursing, yeah. I mean, this not the podcast for you because I apparently can't stop cursing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's one of my Yeah. It's family fun, but it's maybe not totally family appropriate. <laughs> Depends on the family. <laughs> so, you know, I, I am definitely somebody who has used cannabis medicinally and I'm a big advocate for the, you know, doing more research and learning more about it and just figuring out what works best because really that's, that's how it, it all shakes out is like, mm-hmm. what, what makes things better for you? Absolutely. Um, Whereas I had like, no, I was terrified of it growing up. My parents were super religious and we were always told like to definitely like, no drugs, no alcohol, like, nothing. And um, so I still went through college and still didn't like still sort of stayed away from it. And then it wasn't until I was with you, Gretchen, that we were hanging out and I like got really high for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that I could feel like this. I didn't know that I could be so relaxed. I had no idea that I could like turn off my brain for a few minutes. So it was incredible. And so ever since then, I've been wanting to, I have been using it ever since then. And I have been trying to learn more about it. It's hard when it's not completely accessible. It's not completely affordable. And it's not something that is studies as studied as much as it should be. So it's, it's been kind of a journey, I think, for anyone who's been using it to navigate how to know what is working for you, how to know what you're even using, how to know how to track it. It's just been, unfortunately, just like such a, such a stigmatized part of our society. And we'll investigate later. There's a lot of reasons for that. I'm sure we'll talk about later. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm very excited for the fact that we are in the, the world now definitely seems to be taking a bit of a different view on it. I mean, there are definitely this, those staunch people that are like, it's terrible. It's a gateway drug. Let me tell you, if this is a gateway drug, I've been smoking pot since I was 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And I've never done any other kind of drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In all of the time that I've been doing it, which again hasn't been since I was seventeen, but it's been a few years now, I have I've never I've never done anything else except for like I don't know how much to disclose here. I mean, like, like every once in a while I've done like half of an ecstasy pill or something, but yeah. or mushrooms, some mushrooms, but that's not even a drug, I think. So I I'm, and I have not done either of those, uh, so I'm contemplating hunting. Well, with those yeah. things. I haven't gotten there yet and I'm locked in my house right now. So, you know, uh, <laughs> it'll be a little while before that journey can start. <laughs> Very encouraged by some of the stuff with like the psychedelics and things where mm-hmm. they're, you know, experimenting more with like microdosing. And um, so I, I definitely want to learn about that as well because, you know, they they talk about like it just like completely can reset your brain and, yeah. like, you know, it's like that sounds 
great. <laughs> yeah, it can help with PTSD. It can help with trauma. It can help with all sorts of things. But that's, a, I mean, that's like something like ayahuasca or something. It's like right. what I'm imagining. And that's like, I guess it's worth it. But <laughs> that's a long night. <laughs> like, so well, that's, that's not something I feel like you can just do off the cuff. It's like, it's got, you can't prepare yourself. You got to prepare. Um, Otherwise, it's like a therapy blitz, and no one's prepared for that. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, we wanted to talk more about the cannabis side of things, yeah. sure that we're providing a bit of education on that, because that's there's more information out there than there's ever been. Yeah, absolutely. And it should be legalized, and it should be decriminalized and destigmatized, and we want to explore more about how to make that happen. Yeah. Cool. We, we feel strongly about getting some social justice in here, too. Mm -hmm. um, just so we need to uh, take a serious look at all of our systems and perceptions around so many things. Yeah, so, absolutely. But I don't know. What, what's your favorite, favorite way to consume cannabis? I think it's a joint. That was kind of how I started when I was, like, smoking on my own for the first time in the evenings, you know? I would roll a joint, I'd smoke like a, four, a third of it, and I'd just be like golden for a couple hours until that time. And so having that takes me back to that time of just being by myself, being in the city, to just like early days of smoking, so the high is like super strong still. <laughs> and like, so, uh, but these days I mostly just do a pipe, just because it's easy, it's easy yeah like, yeah what about you I don't know I think I, I gotta say I'm definitely well especially right now I I mostly smoke right now and I'm, I'm into my little journey with my vape pens at the moment with the figuring out which of those I really like the taste is just a bit better it smells a bit better I just haven't found the perfect vape for flat for dried flour you know like sure uh, aside from the one that I gave you. But my main complaint about that one is that it's, they're set up with it. <laughs> right, exactly. I went through a phase for a while of using a pack and then something else, I can't remember. And it was nice, but then I guess, I don't know, I kind of just felt like I wasn't getting the same like punch that I would get from a pipe. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that's possible because I think it depends on how how much you're heating it too. So if you're not getting as high of a heat from your vaporizer, you're probably not getting that conversion of the the TH what was it that we figured it out THCA to THC to THC. So maybe if your vape's not got enough heat to it, that that might affect it. So. Whereas if you burn that shit up, that <laughs> nothing's left. Like it's, you're going to get all of it. So I don't know. I, I do like a good edible every once in a while, but I think, I mean, I'm, I'm really, right now I'm just really jonesing to vaporize. Just, mm -hmm. I think also because of the wildfires and I'm like so sensitive to this outside smoke that I'm like, this can't be good to be smoking like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. Like adding extra smoke to the the burning state that you're in. The burning state of California. 
Well, that is a nice segue to talk about what we cook in our first pantry power-up. Or what we, I'm sorry, what we caramelize. We decided our first episode is going to be about this recipe I discovered earlier this year that I now cannot live without having (laughs) toasted sugar in my house. We're going to give credit to Serious Eats because they... Uh, they have the good stuff on their website. <laughs> so I actually came across this in, in a, a, um, an episode, a recipe for cookies. They make these like big ass chocolate chip cookies. What is it? Levan Le style or something like that. The really thick one. Yeah, they're really thick. Like, because they're what? Like, they're supposed to measure out like six ounce cookies or something like that. They're, yeah, out they're massive. huge. We decided that uh, this was a really perfect way to bring you in because having this toasted sugar, it's pretty easy uh, as far as method goes. So it's a really good introduction to doing something that's just going to elevate what you're making that little bit more. I don't know. Did you feel like it changed your life, Becca? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And it's just so fun to use it all the time because... I open it and I smell it and I can see the color and I can just like remember the the labor <laughs> that went into it, even though it's not difficult. I was just like proud of it. And so every time I use it, I'm just, I just feel really like, this is a really special thing. Yeah. Like now, now the dish is extra special. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's that time. Zoomed. Yeah. <laughs> bit of pot mm-hmm. Becca sticking with her traditional pipe what what are you what strain are you smoking today I meant to look this up before I got here before I did this because um it's indica and it's from the um dispensary we went to a couple weekends ago but I can't remember we threw away the Container. jar that it came in so I'm trying I'm gonna look it up you threw away a jar how not a jar it was a little package like a Okay. <laughs> just like a little field packet. Improper storage, not proper. Exactly, yeah. I would never throw away a jar. <laughs> I smack you. <laughs> I know. I'm repurposing a peanut butter jar for a mason jar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> James, actually. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so what are you enjoying? I'm having, so I'm enjoying one of these Leun, which I'm going to have to look up how to pronounce this. L-U-N-E. Vape pens, which is a women-owned company. Um, I will have to look up more information on that as well because these are ridiculously good. <coughs> they make these really nice all-in-one vaporizers. <coughs> Hold on. Wow, this got you. <laughs> these ga- these I still haven't learned like the proper amount. <coughs> To, to draw on one of those yet yeah. I'm still get I'm getting there so it comes in this cute little package like it's a little metal box which might be one of my favorite things about it not to mention that the product itself is amazing so the one I'm having right now is desert gold and on the side of the box this is the one that this create and I definitely used this midweek and was like writing all kinds of shit, like feeling super creative. I was like, oh, okay, this works. This is a good one. (laughs) Write it down, write it down. But 
you can hang this on a magnet. <laughs> you can always find it. <laughs> so I've got it hooked to the side of my audio cart. Oh my God, it's perfect. So that one I smoked on Wednesday when we talked. Mm -hmm. And like was terrible for productivity. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> great for spacing out and watching something terrible for productivity and me being able to converse. So, terrible for a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible for a meeting. Won't do that. Won't make that mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say, I am on board with this company because the packaging is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, the vape itself is so cute because it's just, <laughs> I've showed it to you, right? Like, yeah. Look it up at home, everybody. Yeah. It's, they, They've na nailed whatever they're doing here. I, like the other one, I like all three of them, but obviously knowing when to use them so I can right. live my life. Otherwise, I get real depressed when I start, stop being able to move. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, shit. Hold on. I got to get over the hump of the initial high. Okay. I'm getting a little. Well, I'll tell you, I found out what I'm smoking. Okay. This is the. Um, star killer indica and it is a thc range of 21 to 25 i think ours was like 22 okay it's nice it's a really nice body high i, w I wish i had mixed up a little more hybrid before we did this but here we are well i had a bit of this earlier too because i was like i knew i had to write show outlines so i was like that helped it helped <clears throat> at some point when i was doing something with this earlier this week <laughs> But I was high, so I don't remember exactly which thing it is, but I'll remember when I see it. It'll come back. Okay, so we were talking about sugar. Yes, we were <laughs> sugar. So excited to talk about the sugar. Although I was hoping to get some research done on crystallization and how that works, but I can only learn so many things in one day. And I learned a lot about caramel when I was going, I was going through on food and cooking today. So I'm going to share. Yeah, I can't wait. Now that we're coming back to the food part. Right. Because we said we've been saying that it is a complicated process, but I don't think we've really dug into why or what that means. Long. It's long. It's not complicated. Yeah, it's long. You're right. Yeah. It's mostly just long. And especially if you like to get stoned, very <laughs> important to set timers. Good news yep. is cook cooking interval stays the same. So like you can kind of gauge it gets finicker towards the end. Um, yeah, so the longer it's in the oven, actually, the, the shorter your intervals will probably be. Okay, because the recipe says to cook it for, they say, one to five hours, right? Right. How yeah. long have you done it before? So I, I did a batch that ended up taking like 10 hours because I, well, I figured out that what I had done initially was I was like, I put on kind of, convection bake because I was like well let's see you know most recipes don't get really specific about if you have convection bake or not convection apparently doing it in a convection oven either now the factor I don't know is because I don't think my oven thermometer was in there when I was doing it oh I don't know what the actual internal temperature of the oven was for, on this mm -hmm. particular and I probably haven't done enough convection bake measurements overall. 
Can you talk to me about what convection means? So it's a fan moving the air around. So it's, it's like supposed to make it more even. You usually use it more with base goods. Okay. Because um, otherwise the way that, the way that heat works. Because <laughs> now I'm going to explain how an oven works in case anyone's curious. And we'll figure <laughs> out later. Like, are we going too far off the track? I don't think we are. This is how I just don't, I don't really understand the difference. Most ovens usually have two heating elements in them. Cause so you've got a broiled function. Okay. It's the, you know, the flame shooting out of the top. Okay. And then I don't know why I needed a sound effect. Well, it, I mean, it really put me in the moment. I was really just broiling something in my mind. <laughs> And you're more, you have a, something that's under the panel of your, the bottom of your oven. Okay. Like a giant burner. Or so the broil's at the top, the burner at the bottom. Yeah. And so your heat just really works. Uh, I probably need to do me, more research on thermodynamics, but <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. <laughs> I got too high. I'm sorry. Let's go back to how your oven works. So you got it okay. at the top. The, okay. You know, it's exposed flame. Okay. Then you have your big heater in the bottom that's under the bottom panel. Like, and if you have a gas oven, you can, it'll kind of glow. You'll see like, like a coil. Yeah. And if you have an electric, it's a big electric heating element that's under there. Okay. But then heat basically goes up. So you're basically mm -hmm. just getting that heat in one direction. Oh, I'm not even sure if this is going to be right, but this is how I think of it. So maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. In a convection oven, you have a fan that blows. So it moves the heat sort of more all around the oven. So it, the, the goal is to cook it more evenly because the entire oven is the same temperature. Right. Theoretically. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm going to have okay. all kinds of crazy ideas about how... It works, and okay, we we may or may not ever come back to that. Yeah, yeah. So if I find out that the way I'm thinking of it is correct, we can come back to that later, and we can go over thermodynamics more thoroughly. Yippee! Why do I keep giving myself more homework to do? I don't. Know. I don't know. Honestly, I mean, thermodynamics. We don't even. You could just tell me it heats up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> be more in depth than I was not planning on kind of explaining how an oven works today. That wasn't part of my plan. I know, I threw you a total curveball. <laughs> and I don't know how many people know that's how it I think it's, it's good info. It's good info to have. It helps me. I'm always going to remember that. I hope it's right. <laughs> really, it's right. Yeah. But, you know, like if you see diagrams with heat, like, you know, the heat has a little squiggly arrow that goes up. So that's just totally <laughs> what I'm totally. my brain. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, the official sound of high gluttony. Yeah, that's our oven heating up, temperature rising, or I mean, heat rising, time travel. <laughs> what else is it? I don't know, but... Probably more to come. <laughs>
Sugar. Sugar. Ah, sugar. And I don't even think we've gotten to the whole point of this episode yet. Not at all. I don't, yeah, I don't know what we've been talking about. We've been talking longer than the episode is. Because the episode is really fucking short. It's really short, yeah. The reason this toasted sugar is so amazing is because it's actually not what we call sugar anymore because it's taking sucrose and then turning it into a completely different thing altogether. We're going to get some meows right now. Hi. Little visitor. I'm trying to focus. Stop making me want to tell stories about you. (laughs) This is a good time to mention that you do have three bunnies and three cats. Yeah. So Gretchen gets visitors a lot in the middle of recording. Especially Kenzie. Kenzie's very nosy, right? And talkative. Talkative. Very chatty. Oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, But we're going to talk about sugar. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, but can she make sucrose into something different? Into something completely different. In fact, you're turning it into a thousand different compounds that make up caramel. And like, so there's this like huge variety of the different compounds and what they do. So like some of them are completely tasteless, but impart brown coloring. And then there are other parts of it that impart like that dark and bitter um quality that if you cook it too far how it gets like really dark and bitter and like you're like oh gross I can't eat this depending on take it sometimes you get into that gross area a lot sooner than you you think you would (laughs) oops (laughs) yeah Kenzie said oops yeah so you've started turning your sucrose into the myriad of things which is the process of caramelization and we were talking about that there are lots of different compounds in there. I like a point you put in the notes that was um, in the episode, you had sort of likened the process to composition, to like compose, yeah. composing stuff, but that you think a better analogy would be that it's like turning from a caterpillar into a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> That's like pretty powerful. It's a, it's a really different thing altogether. Chemistry is fucking cool. I really wish I could <laughs> chemistry better. So point, I'll get down to it. Yeah, because, I mean, it, you, you're turning it from sucrose, which is fairly simple, into this, like, hugely complex series of chemicals and compounds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great. So you just heat this sugar up for a long time at a slow heat and it just transitions into this like super complex thing yeah you know and it just smells so good like I mean it's like one of those things you could do around the holidays and it was before a party or something and like make the whole house smell like just fucking candy yeah totally that is such a good suggestion this this stuff is dangerous and it just becomes such a beautiful color and texture. And it's just fascinating to watch it evolve. Yeah, because you're touching it, you know, so you leave it in the oven for an hour and then you get it out and stir it. And then you put it back in the oven for another 30 minutes and then you come back and stir it. 
and 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes until you've reached your desired level of toastiness. Send us your photos if you decide to do this too. Let us know how it works for you and where you're at and what it looks like. And that'd be great because we're still learning. And um, one of the things that we forget a lot is the difference in altitude between where Gretchen and I are. So when you make caramel or if you're making candy, what type of candy tells you how much you have to cook your sugar to what temperature? It's always a good thing to look up before you start making something like fudge. I mean, most recipes will give you the right temperature range, but yeah, you need to think about where you're, I guess that's like a good thing that like people, when they are testing recipes, if you could provide that data as well, like if you're at this height, you know, like. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like Amer- even like I come to think of it, like I don't even think America's test kitchen provides what altitude they test at. Yeah, just because yeah, three thousand feet you get it was like it was two degree. You can subtract two degrees from the temperature. So from the, from the boiling point. Yeah, from the boiling point. What does a boiling point mean in this situation where you're like toasting something? I, well, so when you traditionally make caramel, you put sugar and water together in a pan. In a pan and cook it for a really long time because you cook it at like a low temperature yeah so when we're cooking it at a low temperature because theoretically you i bet this is their quick toasting method is to do it on the stove on like a low heat and you just have to stand there and constantly stir i assume quick toasting with sugar Hmm. quick toasting for the sugar yeah not making caramel just like quick toasting the sugar okay if you could do it on the stove, if you just had it on a low heat and constantly stirred. Like a <laughs> yeah, that sounds like too much work. I would much rather do the long, low heat in the oven. Um, go do some yoga. Yeah. Go to bowl. Back, watch an episode like Parks and Rec or something. Exactly. I've been doing a lot of House Hunters International. So, okay. So when you're making sh- caramel the regular way on the stovetop it's sugar water low temperature stir often um so typically you don't stir because if you stir it it tends to having trouble with that words coming out of my mouth thing again sure that's yeah only i could just project straight from my brain (laughs) one day one day have such high production value we will be able to create animated shorts and oh yeah that too i was also thinking like we'll just like telepathing to each other one day yeah there was this um i wish i can remember who put it i saw it on twitter and it was somebody saying in reference to elon musk's one of his new ideas is like a like a auditory experience where it like puts the sound directly into your brain or something and this guy responded with like i have been thinking about this nonstop since the announcement isn't that what your ears do (laughs) that just summed up all the reasons why i hate elon musk but like i just thought that was so funny because we're trying to like figure out all these ways to do all these technologies for things that like our body already does 
Yeah, it's one of those, I want to do it because I can, not because there's any real point to it. Like Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're like... We're all over the place. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Welcome to High Gluttony. This is like, if this isn't really a culminating welcome episode, then I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so when you make caramel on the stovetop, you don't typically stir it. Um, just because, I mean, the water kind of helps the, you know, heat distribute evenly, you know, because like it creates a syrup. So you're creating a syrup, but the, if, if you're stirring it, you're putting a utensil in and out of there, you're raising your risk of car- caramelization. Because like, if you introduce some like little bit of like uncrystallized sugar into something that you've like started to get into the candy stages. <clears throat> it'll recrystallize. So that's when you've got caramel sauce that's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> and does that mean when it's like thick still or crunchy still when it doesn't have that like smooth texture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It has to do with how the, the crystals reform. And I guess, you know, the water helps create something smooth. Anyway, I, as I was trying to say that I did not fully fully read that (laughs) (laughs) I think I got it so it's part of the process of the of the thermal decomposition yes is this need to keep all the same things together sure Sure. (laughs) sorry can't be more exact than that because I'm not 100% sure but it sounds good. It sounds right. <laughs> we'll correct ourselves if we... we or if just we, let us know what we don't know. Yeah. We, yeah. Please talk to us about it. So like, I ended up doing mine for about uh, three and a half hours before I got tired and called it a night. <laughs> I think I took mine to at least five or six. I'm not 100% certain. Yeah. I mixed it with, I had a little bit left from a time I had made it before when I had done it for, I think, closer to five hours. Yeah. And so it's fun to still see, like, the little bit of the old stuff that's just just noticeably darker, you know, yeah. than the new stuff. And it's kind of like a, like a cinnamon toast crunch or something, you know, like that, like, swirl. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what, one of my favorite, like, side benefit of doing this, this sugar caramelization is to, like, slightly, lar- like, I keep ending up with, like, some larger p- bits that, like, just don't break up in the, um, mm-hmm. that word I can never freaking remember, because I want to call it a roboku, and it's <laughs> food processor. <laughs> food processor. Oh, in the, that's what you called it before. Food processor. <laughs> So there's just a certain amount that like it's either melted a little bit or, you know, it's just like too hard. I usually sieve mine as well. Like, so I put it oh. and then I sieve it out. And mm-hmm. so there's like the nice fine sugar, which I just use as like regular sugar. And then I have these like little pieces. Um, and mostly my idea is to make choquettes at some point and put use that. But the larger pieces make delightful sugar cubes for my coffee so oh I bet delicious 
And I put a, a vanilla bean in there, so they're like a little bit vanilla scented. What? Okay, what? You just put it in the oven, like on top or something? No, after you brown it up, just put it in the with the sugar. Just like store it with it? Mm-hmm. Ah, mad Gretchenist experiment. That sounds amazing. So this is how you can legit make vanilla sugar. Also, get more use out of your vanilla beans. So if you ever come okay. across these where you just scrape it and you don't actually use the pod itself to infuse, uh-huh. you can take the um, vanilla, the pod, and then put it in with some sugar and it'll smell like, it makes your sugar smell like vanilla. So you just scrape it out? Right. For, for some recipes, you just scrape the seeds out and use the seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, now you do have recipes where you scrape, scrape the seeds out and use the pod to infuse. I've actually started even the ones I do like use to infuse. I started washing them off and then drying them. And they still have a pretty good amount of like vanilla aroma to them. You dehydrate them again. Cool. I mean, it's not as nice as a fresh actual vanilla bean, but I mean, and you could put like a, v- a whole vanilla bean without scraping it in there, but it'll dry out the vanilla bean. So like then if you mm. want to use it, it's just like this, you can't scrape it. It's... <laughs> possible i've done it i've done it when i've not had any vanilla in the house and i knew that i had like a couple of pieces of vanilla in my vanilla sugar so (laughs) it's a doable thing it's doable it's doable so yeah so i'm extra fancy i've just powered up our pantry power up even further (laughs) yeah definitely well from the beginning with your peach cello and homemade ginger beer i mean it was already elevated. This is just, this is how I live, people. <laughs> this is how I live. And this is how we're all going to learn how to live, if you want. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, yeah. I mean, it's just, I choose to spend my money on food. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> time. And time. This is what I spend my money on. Right. Well, I think this has been successful. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, because. I think so. Just long, slow, slow, long, slong. <laughs> a slow, long, slong. Slong. Slow, long. Um, slow, long, slow. Yeah, we've got our ovens preheated to 300 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then also, I've got my 9 by 13 glass dish here. Oh my god, I think we have the same one. Oh, except yours is blue. That's pretty. Yeah, it's got a little blue tint, which is pretty. Yeah, but, uh, I like Otherwise, that. we have the exact same. It's the exact same. Yeah. Uh, and our four pounds. I'm doing four pounds. I don't know how much you're doing. I'm just going to do start with two and see how much that fills the base. Okay. So we'll go from there. Yeah, because it would, it would be kind of interesting to see, like, the difference between, because I've only made full batches, and I know there's a way to do smaller, you know, batches. So I, it'll be interesting to see if there's a difference, because it won't be as much, you know, volume for, for you to heat. Mm-hmm. Right in the pan. I'm going to get out a, a sheet pan and put the, I found that make less of a mess when I stir it I usually put it on a sheet pan too so that at least the sugar falls into a sheet pan oh right because with this recipe so we cook it for anywhere from what one to four hours right or five or something yeah I think. but you I have mean, to sorry stir it. yeah you have, you have to, to stir, stir it every 30 minutes 
Right. After the first hour. There's a, an hour where it's just getting up to temperature and stuff. But. Yeah, because we're taking just regular white sugar, cane sugar, and caramelizing it, right? That's the yeah. official process yeah. word? Yes, that is the official word for it. <laughs> so melting is just, you're changing the state of the item, the like water to steam, where you're not impacting the actual chem- chemical composition of water. But thermal decomposition is a little bit more like composting because the chemical reaction is actually breaking down the molecular bonds that are inside your sugar to change it into something completely different. So basically you're creating a whole new thing. It's not even sugar anymore. We're giving life to something new. Yeah. Sugar birth. Yeah. Caramel birth. (laughs) So we're both going to take pictures of the sugar throughout the process. Yes. Now I'm going to pop mine in the oven. All right, let's do it. Be all ready to go. And then we'll have an hour. So we're thermally decomposing our sugar. What a great Uh, word. It is a really great word. I really prefer that to, uh, I'm never going to say melting again. Melting? Right? No. Thermally we don't melt decomposing. things. Yeah. We thermally decompose them. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Ask me about my thermal decomposition. <laughs> Have you thermally decomposed anything today? <laughs> I wonder what else that you, you don't actually cook, you thermally decompose. <laughs> Well, how would you, do you thermally decompose cannabis? That's a really good question. Well, it, it's not, it, so this calls it a chemical reaction. So I don't know if it's exactly the same. I'll have to do a little bit of research. As but, a thermo decomposition. It, yeah, because right. basically when you cook with cannabis and you do the decarboxylation process, which is, you know, basically warming, warming your pot up to, to, Make it so that the non-psychoactive compound in cannabis, which is tetrahydrocannabinolic acid, into the psychoactive tetrahydrocannabinol THC. Nope. <laughs> there it is. Go from THCA to THC. So when you're you're heating it, any heating is yeah. So it's changing that chemical because thermal decomposition is a conversion of a chemi- of the chemical. Mm-hmm. Therefore, yeah, there are, it's actually Kinda. a similar process, um, okay. which is why, so you have to toast it to get the buzz and makes it taste better according to this, which then they compare that to toasting nuts and spices and things like that to get them to, to release the flavors more. So, I mean, it's basically hmm. a very similar process. You are more correct than you would have known. And I love I was, it. I, I had a sneaking suspicion because I was like, there's something, there's some reason you have to do that. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it has to do with activating something, but what are you actually activating? <laughs> so there you go. That's, I love uh, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and read this page more in depth later. Get some more knowledge. Brought to you by the, the cube of tiny post-it notes that I found. I like that. Or it looks like that. a rainbow on the side. Oh yeah. Well, got to have many colors because of I, I I'm addicted to turn, putting color on things. It just makes my life yes. a lot easier. True. So that's what we're doing here today. Process similar of taking your cannabis and toast when you decarboxylize that, and then add it to either alcohol or fat. Uh, then you get your basis for many many delicious cannabis lace treats. Yum. Which we will be making many of at yes. some point. At some point. When we yep. decide what we're going to make. So yeah. <laughs> we whether it be infused simple syrup or 
infused ice cream. We could make ice cream. I've never made ice cream, pot ice cream before. That could be fun. You know that what would be really good is if my my harvest of jelly bean turns out well this year. That has such a beautiful like passion fruit kind of note to it. Mm-hmm. All right, think about that one. Write it. Write it down. We'll write forget otherwise. Oh wait, yeah, we will. <laughs> I need to write that down. You're right. I'm like, no, I'll totally remember that. <laughs> Not at all. No, no, I won't. <laughs> Jelly bean. <laughs> Jelly bean passion fruit ice cream. Because, yeah, we could even just infuse cream with it. Ooh, cool. Because uh, there's enough fat and cream to mm-hmm. pull out the, the THC. So yeah, really need to learn more be... about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll read up. You'll read up. We'll read up. <laughs> we'll read up a little yeah. bit. So basically, we'll just be kind of talking a little bit today and then checking in on our sugar every yeah. half an hour. Yeah. I did set a timer for an hour. Okay. Now you're you're probably going to have to rely a little bit more on smell and I really mm-hmm. wish we could figure out how to transfer smells through digital media. <laughs> uh-huh. um, someday we'll be able to do that, I'm sure. Sure. I hope yeah. Hey, a little brain stimulation somehow. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a thing you stick up your nose and it like pushes on different receptors and you're like it's got these little like things i don't know what i'm trying to trying to say i think yeah you're on to something though i'm on to something here (laughs) so we're time traveling a little bit because uh we're, we've jumped ahead to almost an hour of our yeah. sugar being in the oven. Haven't, haven't really, mine's not uh, particularly aromatic yet, which is sad. No? No. Can you, yours is? Yeah, I can smell mine. What are you going to use to stir it with? I actually just realized I was using my wooden, I wrote my wooden spoon that I usually use. I was using it to stir my ginger beer plant. So I've got my handy dandy bamboo spatula type spoon now. Oh, the bunny's going to fight. Girl, don't fight. Oh, no, don't fight, bunnies. This isn't oh. okay. Not okay. It, you can kind of start to see the difference. There's a yeah. There's a little bit of a, a little bit of a hint, t- different color to it. I didn't stir mine. Oh, Whole purpose getting it out of the oven. <laughs> oh, you put it back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why do we have to stir this every thirty minutes? It's so you're moving it around a little bit, so you're getting uh-huh. your heat distributed equally okay um, it also helps the water escape okay a little bit of water content in even what looks like dry sugar so okay that's just helping it stir around so that that's the whole the, the two main reasons is okay you're moving it around to get the heat distributed evenly and release let some, some water escape what is your oven thermometer in your oven right now oh yeah it's um it's right at 300 oh good. which is interesting yeah, i have my thermometer where i should which is right next to the door. Okay, so I set another timer for 30 minutes. Well, I was going to leave it in for a long time, but then I realized I have to go and do kitten care for a bit, and I don't know if I can leave it for that while I'm while I'm gone. But I guess I could take it out and put it back in once I got back and continue. I don't know how well that would work. You put yours back in? Yeah. Okay, I've got another timer going. Okay, so if we do it to 6 30 mm-hmm. that'll be three hours and that's the, the it, that's the minimum okay so we should have really been on the ball about 
starting. Yeah, but I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, me neither. Well, although yours, so you you did less. So yours won't actually need to go as long, probably. Oh yeah, that's a good because point. Because you have a, a lower volume, and you have, and you're using the same size dishes the first time, right? You did four mm -hmm. pounds I, the first time. I did four pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I did three. You did three. Okay. So yeah, yours will probably actually be done more quickly. Okay. Yeah. Well, that so makes we, sense because I was starting to smell mine a lot sooner than you are. Yeah. So we're gonna need to watch yours because if it starts. Okay it should it might start to liquefy much sooner than expected so it says if you, if this happens immediately pour the dried sugar into a large stainless steel bowl leaving the melted caramel behind okay so i'll just keep an eye on it yeah but actually the last time i made it which i you know had done it on a lower temperature or i used my convection bake which like did not work like it did not caramelize in the same way interesting yeah so i know not to use convection bake yeah but i actually when mine was done the last time I actually did that. I put at least part of it into a metal bowl and then like tossed it to cool it down a little bit and then added a little more sugar to the bowl and like just to like cool it down a little bit quicker and see if like that helped because I've done it what how many times now four or five six I don't know what at least four I still made my cocktail <laughs> I haven't finished my cocktail oh it, that did seem to help a bit because it does clump pretty severely mm -hmm. like regardless it does say if you don't stir it enough but then it's a, another certain point, which I think it might be in the article that's associated with it. She does say that basically it's going to clump no matter what. It doesn't even matter how much you stir. But okay. it did work a lot better with when I took it out of the pan and then let's like tried to cool it down more rapidly. So mm -hmm. mm, well, that's delicious. delicious. But this, this ginger beer is also very spicy. I'm going to throw a little oh. lime in here. <laughs> Wish I, I think I'm out of lime like... like ice cubes are you just like squeezing like half lime juice and in, in half water in, into a oh uh, no i wasn't even putting water in it you could do that though like but i like really sour stuff so like <laughs> so you're just filling up an ice cube tray with lime or lemon or whatever juice sure yeah yep okay okay straight up yeah very cool. but you could also do it where you like measured it out so it's like if you need just like a tablespoon you mm -hmm. measured out a tablespoon into your ice cube tray and like mm -hmm. and then you could have a bunch of things that you know are exactly a tablespoon there you and go there you go i'm not the only person that has suggested this i don't think but maybe well, i am you're maybe the, i'm you're the one telling me about it yeah <laughs> well you have um, to read as much shit about food as i do so yeah that's true constantly reading yeah, this is delightful good food genius that would be me <laughs> gretchen mad the uh, Mad Gretchenist experiments. Mad Gretchenist so. experiments. Drunk already off of my ginger beer. Two sips. Two sips all the tea. It's been two hours. Yeah. Two hours, Mark. My, I am starting to see some color. I'll be interested okay. to put ours, ours side by side, though, because you're doing a mm -hmm. smaller, the, the exact half what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. it'll be really interesting to see if there's color difference. And, yeah, um, exactly. So it'll be kind of interesting. Are you, yeah, are you in, doing a color comparison? Yeah. So I'm doing, I have a bowl of the okay. white sugar that okay, I've good. been just been doing these. Okay. Oh, that works too, doesn't it? Oh, good, because that'll, that'll actually be, see. yeah, I was like, okay, so it'll be, because I was just wondering, because I'm taking my bowl and setting it on top of the sugar. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's another way to do it, yeah. <laughs> um, instead, um, so I just do it. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so this will be nice. 
So we're about to check the sugar at the three hour mark. Is that right? It's been three hours? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. It's the D3. It smells so good in here. Oh, the sugar, the color is coming up. Oh, fun. But yeah, I'm definitely going to take mine quite a bit further in my phone. Though. Yeah. So what we're going to do is just sort of wrap this up, but keep uh, toasting, caramelizing our sugar yeah. uh, on our own. So we'll definitely be continuing to take pictures, but we figure you don't really need to hear us uh, continue to just stir our sugar. Stir <laughs> our sugar every <laughs> half hour. Yeah. <laughs> you for joining us for our first Pantry Power Up episode. And I hope you enjoy the sugar. I'm sorry, not sugar caramel as much as we do don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook at high gluttony and then our website too which is obviously highgluttony.com and we are super excited we really look forward to being on this journey with you of learning together and exploring together and we cannot wait to share what's next yeah maybe it's something using our toasted sugar i've used it so much everything 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 or just smell ah it's not toasted sugar it's caramel I know, but that's the episode episode name. I know. <laughs> Misinformation. Already, already we're lying. It is caramel, but it's not caramel. It's granulated caramel. How do you, how, oh, gran, I guess granulated caramel. That was what, where I was kept wanting to say crystallized. It's getting into the dangerous territory. Like, <laughs> oh, that, that, that. <laughs> okay, we got this. Woo! <laughs>